Look, uh, ball player, ball player, no watching from the side. Said that you got him next, well, go ahead and show him why. No limits in the sky, go ahead and take your What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Up Next. Where we tell you who's up next uh, in youth sports. What's up, man? I got my co-host in the house, Khalid Green. What's the deal? Peace. Everything's good. I had to bring. I had to bring one of the uh, the young killers of the game up on up on our podcast. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Terrell Myers himself, yes, CEO of We Are One. So we just happy to have him, and we want to talk about his formula, man. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, we are one grassroots basketball program. Where, where, where are you based out of? Uh, our home base is Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people hear that, it's pretty, you know, they're like, Delaware, Delaware you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, we're originally from, like, our home base is Delaware. Okay. But you're, you're, in, a, you're in a couple other states too, right? Or the- Yeah, yeah. We have teams in Connecticut, Virginia, D.C., Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of up and down the East Coast. Um, okay. So just steadily grow, you know, growing, growing with each year. And you guys were the the what, the Under Armour Circuit champions in 2014, 16, and 17? Yes, sir. So you're doing your thing, yeah. obviously. So so let's start off with, uh, you know, how, how you got into this. Um, you know, I know you, had a, I know you had a basketball background. You did your thing as a player. Um, but yeah, so go go back to the very beginning, like how you even, you know, where, so the, I mean, where you got truth, your love of, you want, yeah, you where you got you the love the of the truth? game, the truth. They can't handle the truth. They can't handle the truth. I don't know yeah, yet. I don't know truth? yet. But I want, but <laughs> no, I want to hear I mean, it though. The truth, man, is just really, it just started from. If people know, you know your history. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. So if you go back in the day, New Haven, Connecticut, back you can do your homework. Sly Williams. Mm. They were the, they had the number one and two high school teams in the country in the same city. New Haven's not very big. Mm-hmm. So within a five-mile radius, they had number one and two in the country. Wow. So I grew up in a place that before, you know, when the Rucker was going on, but if you do your homework, New Haven was the number one place to play basketball in the country, like, wow. at that time. So I grew up in that. that that's what I saw. Mm. So we had Earl Kelly who was on the front of Sports Illustrated, who was, grew up in my, my building. Mm. So the love and the competitiveness, that just started from an early age. You know, I think I'm playing and I'm, you know, I'm done playing. And they'll be like, oh, you think you done? Oh, let's go, you know, ride this bike five miles and run these steps. Right. Um, so it started with that. And then, you know, I had a pretty good career in college, had a great, you know, career in Europe. I like to tell people all the time, Goran Dragic was my backup in Europe. So really, I, yeah. So I played a little bit. Um, and then I came home, and it's funny, you know, having living that life and living in Spain and England. You know, these big, you know, these amazing cities. And then I just got with my buddies from high school, and we like, you know, we're gonna do AAU, but we only did it. We didn't know what we were doing. Right. We only really did it so we can continue to hang out. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> You what, know, what, then, what year was that? That was probably, we've been doing it for about 12, so like 2009. Mm. Like, we just kind of put it together. I had my bro- younger brothers in high school. It was a, a way to bond with them. We were very lucky. We had a guy, I'm going to put his name out there, but we called him Big Money Bob, and he just gave us the black card. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so we were just traveling. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know about the schedule. We just out there. And then people coming to us, yo, you know y'all play over here? And we're like, where? Like, where the gym at? Right. And, and then what happened, did that for a year with my brothers. And then I came to Delaware. I kind of took a year off from playing. I was going to go back. I finished taking some classes at Dell State. Um, and then I went to a gym in Delaware, and they were – I watched the kids, and I'm like, oh, whoa, these kids – whoa, they got some kids here. Mm-hmm. Still didn't really want to get involved. I, I, I trained one kid, um, kid AJ English, that ended up going to Iona. Yep. Um, dad played for the Bullets. I ended up training him. And next thing you know, they was like, oh, let's start a team. I remember scouting him. Yeah, I started a team. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we got 56 teams. I don't know how we got there. 56 <laughs> teams. 56. 56 teams from, the, from third grade on up. Nice. So when, when was it that you guys started to, to make a name for yourselves? The truth is I went, I went to, I, I helped out, you know, back in the, you know, this, this brand thing came, it evolved, you know, the different brands and everybody had brands. So I helped out with uh, an EYBL team and I took a few of my guys, you know, we're Under Armour, we're up and coming. So I took a few of my guys to play. The real story, I took them to play, went to an event, Went to another event, and I'm like, wait, my kids are better. I was like, my kids are better. My <laughs> kids came to me like, yo, we better. And I'm like, yo, y'all are better. <laughs> I didn't know because, you know, the uniforms and the sneaks, I ain't know. Right. right. And then they was like, yo, we better. We don't want to go back. Mm. That's the year we won the Rumble in the Bronx. Mm. We came and won the Rumble in the Bronx that year when it was, when it was the Rumble. Right. And that's when I realized it didn't matter what you got on your feet. Like, the cream of the crop is going to be the cream of the crop. Absolutely. But in high school basketball, if you can coach and your kids buy in, all I need is one of y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't need all of y'all. And then we developed a formula. My formula was, look, I need, I need two dogs, six other good players, and two that's happy to be there. <laughs> that's the formula that's a good you know formula. and that and that was our formula in 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 delaware we have really good players but the kids in delaware to be honest they're not alpha dogs they're just talented mm-hmm. but they're okay and that's why it works and that, that's why we're called we are one i didn't want kids from one place i didn't want you on the team and my aunt beefing with your uncle from high school and I didn't want that i wanted kids so when they go to college they have that same experience kids from different places of different mindsets with different backgrounds and you learn to work together because that's what you're going to need to go when you go on to the next level. That so it's, it's, it's intentional. Right. Um, and, and that was the formula. And next thing you know, you, you know, you get those, the kids from Delaware that are talented, that don't mind kids coming from out of state that are usually the more aggressive alpha dogs mm-hmm. and they have a good mix. Um, and that's been our formula. Nice. So would they? Would they won three. Would you win two thousand? We won. Th- yeah, we won three. They, they don't. Tr- they don't. They actually don't put the one up there before that when it was in Milwaukee. We won the sixteens in that too. Mm. So we had a good run of winning. Um, and the formula, to be honest, man, we we just try to. And it sounds corny. We try to recruit good, just good families. Mm. You know what I mean? Good families with a good foundation, and it sounds. Right. 
we don't really we don't we're not really successful with the guys like where your mom dad uncle i, I can't anything else then you're not for us right you know go go into that a little more what, what do you mean by that really um you know what i'm saying you recruit good families so what does that mean we we look we recruit families that the kid they lay the foundation for their kid doesn't mean it doesn't mean what type of financial background you come from but there will be some 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 rules and some consequences that you need to follow now you can be a c student that's fine but if you don't hand in your work what's the consequence parents are you still going to let them play right you know so we just try to get kids that have a good foundation with people that are going to hold them accountable. If you're supposed to go to church on Sunday, you've been going to church on Sunday since you can remember, then that's what it is. This AAU game becomes second. Like, mm. let's not change that. Let's right. not change that to win this game. So for me, that's extremely important because those are the kids in the long run that are going to be successful. One of our claims to fame for the most part, once we got it going, one of the first kids that I, like, like I just told you guys, one of the kids that I started um, training was his name was Corey Crawford. He was Delaware Player of the Year. Ended up being a D two player. Corey just bought a house in my neighborhood. Wow, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's winning. Like that's, that's winning what right I'm there. talking about. Like yeah, we got guys that playing overseas and NBA. Mm -hmm. He bought a yo coach. I'm I'm building a house in your neighborhood. Nice. Me and my wife. Right. That's what I'm talking about. But Corey, Corey's mom and dad was always there. And they always made sure he followed through. Right. And that's, and that's what I mean by good families, having good people around you. Mm. Right. Right. Did you have any, uh, did you always have that philosophy or was that something that you had, you had to learn or you, you know, you had a couple bad apples that made you switch it up or is that always, was always your philosophy? It was a philosophy from day one. I mean, just growing up and watching the different, the different guys that you play with um, and, and seeing how their foundations were set. So at an early age, I just had that wherewithal to see like the people that kind of, you know, whatever success is to you, but the people that made it and the people that did. Um, and it could be whatever, like you don't have to be a pro, like you can just probably play college or high school, but if you had a foundation, maybe you have a stable job. Now you're the manager. Now you're providing for your family and you're staying out of trouble. Like, so I've always saw that and not saying that we didn't take kids that didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we gave every kid an opportunity. Right. Most times it didn't work. Right. And I mean, we tried, I mean, from kids, you know, Kids that were, were homeless, where we try to, you know, try to find them housing. We, we, we definitely, when we say we are one, we, it's not just a name. Like, we believe it, and we try to do, we always try to do right by people. Let's, let's go back to Big Money Bob. Is that, the, is that, is that uh, guy that ran slam dunk to the beach? Nah, <laughs> so, so Big Money Bob, so check this out. So Big Money Bob, this is how this works. So <laughs> Look at my, my man. man. Look at him looking both ways right now. Yo, my <laughs> man, right? So Big Money Bob, my man, my man goes, yo, I need you to come out to the Hamptons, right? right. So I come out to the Hamptons. There was a, it was a tournament out there. Uh -huh. So Red Autry, Chris Mullen. Shout out to Red. Yeah. yeah, so they out there. And then my man's like, yo, I want you to rock with it. So we get out there. We pull up, they got, back in the day, they got five 
five black M5s waiting for the the the, uh, the BMW joints waiting for us. Gave us wow. all the key. I'm like, oh, okay. This different. <laughs> so we pull up. We got our own crib. We don't even see them. Like, that's how big the crib is. I'm like, yo, what is this? Right. Then we go to a party. They got uh, back, it was PM Dawn was there. They had Bismarck. They had, like, ice sculptures. It was Tommy Hilfiger was in the It was in Tommy Hilfiger crib. Wow. I'm like, yo, this is like, you know, this is crazy. Sounds right. like Big Money Bob right there. So Big Money Bob is <laughs> in the building. Big Money right. Bob in the building. But my boy used to train his son. Just, you know, train his son. And then he was like, yo, I like what you do. We didn't know that he, we didn't know that he had this type of bread. Right. So he was like, yo, I just want your son. My son ain't even got to play. He could be the manager, but y'all such good people. Mm. You know what I mean? I just want him to travel with y'all and see what it is. Right. That first trip, I took 14 family members to Vegas. Wow. To Vegas. Four, to, four to the 548, 14. Mom, aunt, uncle, everybody was on the trip. Oh, yeah. They, 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 were, they were locked in after that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, you know, we didn't know any better, though. We right, really didn't right. know any better. And he would just gave us a budget and was like, yo, spend this. Mm. That was enough. Be honest, if you look at it now, that was enough for about four AEU teams. Nice. So that's how we got started. And and they still have a good relationship. I, you know, I speak for him, him and my, my good friend, they still talk. And him, he's really good friends with the uh the son and everything. So Big Money Bob, we call him Big Money. He came through. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, here in Brooklyn, I have a male the hustler, but he's not giving it up like that, man. No, he gave, yo, he gave it up, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, at real talk, at the end of the day, not to count his money, but at the end of the day, it's a tax write-off. No question. Right, right, right. No question. At no the question. end of the day, no question. So, so talk about the, the guys that you have in your program now, man. Who, 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 who should we be looking at? I know you you gave us some names last night in college. Um, talk about those guys and and you know even tap into. I heard about this young boy you have, uh, Trayvon. Is Trayvon Duvall's brother play with y'all or Ja, ja Duvall? Like, the plan was for him to play with us this year. Okay. Um, but you know how that goes. Everyone's fighting for them. Right, right. Um, right. To be honest, what we've done, because what the times, what we try to do is we try to be forward thinkers. Mm-hmm. So with COVID and what does that look like and kids in the extra year and all these kids reclass and it's going to be a big, it's going to be everybody in the middle fighting for all these players and these players are going to be fighting for spots. So what we've done intentionally is honestly, I've gone down to the seven to eight grade. Mm-hmm. I've gone and we got some, you know, we got some six, nine, seventh grade. You know, we got some, we went down. I, I don't revamp for when we clean up all this mess. The farm system. Yeah, the, I mean, because right now what's going to happen is with all these kids, like with college getting an extra year, that means the seniors who think they're at the ACC level now get bumped to the a10 level, the A10 mm-hmm. level get back to the MAC level. Mm-hmm. And then if we have kids can that can transfer right away, the NCAA is talking about being able to transfer right away without sitting, you got that whole mess. Right. So what I've done is there's gonna be so many kids next summer right. that we're not even fighting that battle. 
more trying to get get our younger guys ready. To be honest, we're trying to get our younger guys ready for the world and everything that's happening, especially with all these issues with after George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. So at that younger age, we can educate you. Excellent. You're more willing to listen to me about life right. and teach you the real history and your real value at that age. Right. So I've honestly focused on trying to move the needle with these young these young kids' lives right. and making sure they're educated to go out there and fend for themselves. Absolutely. How, how do you do that? How, like, how, does, how do you look at the education piece of it? Do you have, like, uh, programs? Is it, is it, really, is it really just, uh, you know, bonding with the kids? How do you look at it? We spend a lot of bonding time, but we also send out a lot of information, but correct information to the parents, to the kids. When we, when we go places, oftentimes we don't just go play basketball. We'll go sit down and talk about where we are. How did this place get like that? What's redlining? How did you hit here? Why don't you have school books? Why don't you, let's talk about this stuff. Why, what do you know about your local legislation? Why do you only know about the president? Mm. And we, we educate them and we have them just look. Like, why between, like, this fence right here, they got books on this side of the fence. You don't have books. Why is that? And we try to just educate them on that and empowering themselves and just asking them questions. So we do, we'd spend a lot of time. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to work at a, at a boarding school as well. So I have more resources uh, than most uh, at a pretty prestigious boarding school. So... I have more resources than most where I can get a lot of this information and I can have somebody speak to the kids. So we're, we're in the process of developing a curriculum for our kids, our younger kids. And it's nothing heavy. It's nothing heavy. But if I can get you 20 minutes, 20 minutes a week just to kind of fill you in what's actually happening in this world, then I feel like, you know, we're doing our part. Right. Well, I, I like that each one teach one philosophy that you guys are having with the youth because um, they're the ones that, like you said, if you can reach them, then that's, that's our future, you know? So- um, Understand your value. That, yeah, and, and, and I, I, I have found out that a lot of these kids do not know their history. Um, so, you know, the fact that you're going to the root to find out, to teach them the not just what, but the how, the why is very important. Yeah. Right. I, I stole this analogy from a good friend of mine. Right. So imagine, and I use this with them. Right. Dr. De Debbie Stroman. Imagine we're at, we're, we're, we're at, we're at a lake, right? We just kicking it. We're at a lake, just chilling. And you see a baby just down, going down the river, like going down the stream by itself. You like, yo, I got to go save that baby. You go say the baby. As soon as you get back to shore, it's another one. Oh, I got to go say that baby. Now you got two. Now it's another one. You're like, oh, real? You got to go say that baby. Now it's three. Now you got to, then there's another one. Now it's four. Now we got all these babies. Now I look at you and I'm like, yo, now what do we got to do? We got to try to feed these babies. We got to clothe these babies. And that's what we do as a society. Okay, we got to feed them. We got to clothe them. That's the here and now. But mm -hmm. the question is, where did that baby come from? How did it get there? What's the, what's the root of these babies coming down this river? Right. 
And that's what I try to get the young kids to understand. What's the rule? How did you end up here? Why is it a highway in the middle of your neighborhood? Right. Why? And not just pick up this ball because I want to, you know, try to create future leaders. And I've always been a kid that's been woke. Like yeah. always, you know, so I just try to do that. And that's, I use basketball as a vehicle to bring these kids in. And a lot of people you hear a lot of times with this AAU stuff, um, talking about pros, talking about pros. Oh, how many pros you got? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, the philosophy, you said at the beginning, you know, you, you want two dogs and you kind of fill it in from there. So, uh, so I'm, you know, I assume with your players, you got, you know, you're not just talking, you got guys who are going to go D1, of course, but then you got the, the D2, D3. How do you, you know, how do you uh, deal with each group differently or each kid differently? My claim to fame right now through all this coaching, I got five kids in medical school. Wow. That's I got yeah, five. That's real. Like, and they told me, Coach Rell, my money don't stop. That basketball money stopped. Right. right. <laughs> it was like, yo, my money don't stop. Right. right. You know? So um, for me and for our program, what we do, and I swear it's old school, and I wish we just tell you the truth. Mm. I'm going to tell you straight up, look, you come over to, you know, you come and try for us. This is what I got for you. I got about 12 minutes. That 12 minutes can turn to six or that 12 minutes can turn to 18, but you ain't playing more than 18 because that dog is in front of you. Right. If you want these 18 minutes, they're going to be the best 18 minutes of your life because they're going to be real. They're going to be honest. I'm going to tell you the truth. And when I don't and I do screw up, I'm going to be mad enough to be like, I blew that. I should have played you more. Right. You know, so we just try to tell parents the truth. Um, and, and nowadays, to be honest, man, the truth does not work. It doesn't work. I can come and like, and this is a problem. We, we, we can talk for days. Like, we have a lot of these coaches, these black coaches, right? College coaches. There's no way in my mind, I could be wrong, that Patrick Ewing or Penny Hardaway is not in the Final Four every year. How is that possible? Absolutely. How is Patrick Ewing and Penny Hardaway not knocking on the door every year? Every year. Every you, every year. I know what you're getting at, and I'm going to speak on that, and I'm going to let you go. But black AAU coaches, here's your commercial. This is a commercial for you. Start sending players, our players, our resources to our people. Period. It's real simple. Patrick Ewing is a Hall of Famer. Penny Hardaway is he a Hall of Famer, or we know he should have been. Well, yeah, right. Should be. But Should both be. are legends in the game. Mm -hmm. Start taking care of your own, period. They've Go been ahead. there. They've been there. They know what it takes. And a lot of times, not all of them, because some of, some of the coaches, you know, and I tell them, some of the kids, if it's not your fit, it's not your fit. But right. don't give it, don't not give it a look. Right. 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 Don't not give it a look. It might not be your fit, but don't not give it a look. And then some of these coaches is like, They will, they, were, they will drive by Georgetown to go to Virginia when you could stop on the way back if you're coming, just say, from Delaware. You can stop on your way back to Georgetown just to see what they're talking about. Why do you think, why do you think they do that? 
To be honest, I think some of the, the other coaches are more favorable to, to AAU coaches. And, and a lot of times our AAU coaches just want to, you know, this, I mean, coaches in general, I mean, they just want to take pictures. Right. You know, sometimes they just want to put certain people on the gram. Just like, hey, I took a picture with so-and-so. And, and, and it, it, it becomes not about the kid. Um, and I think it really has to be about the kid. And and what happens is the trickle down effect is all right. Back in the day, we had um, John Cheney, right? You had Nolan Richardson. You had Big John. You had these guys that were powerful. They were they they stood for something, and you knew that they were going to take care of you. Right. And what happens is when you get these these black coaches, and they have some black assistants, you get Penny Hardaway or or. Uh, Big Pat to the Final Four. What happens is their assistant coaches get that next job. True. And then if they win again, then their assistant coaches get that next job. Then you have more black coaches on the benches, so you have more black coaches to help. But the NCA, this whole thing, this whole system is is just need to be revamped. Mm-hmm. It need to be revamped. You have these kids; they come on the college, they come on the, they come on campus. But there's no, there's nothing in place for them outside of basketball. Right. Where are the internships? Where are the jobs when they're done? They don't have that. So what happens is you see, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. All those kids that you looked up to that were top five, top 10, they back home in the neighborhood trying to figure it out. And it's not their fault. Right. It's not their fault. Right. No structure in place. So the, so the AAU coach, so... AU coaches, they, they have that power, you're saying. You have that power to not, you know, obviously, like you said, you're not going to force somebody to go to a school, but you're saying AU coaches right now really have the power to, to make those kind of changes? AU coaches have, power, have the power. AU, have, AU coaches have the power, and high school co- coaches have the power to change how this whole game is played. Yep. If they decided to unify and understand what what we're playing for, what's at stake. We, we can decide what league is the best. We can decide. You give me the top five AAU kids right now, and I'm sure they've they got some – a coach that's probably, you know, brown, black, like that can make a difference. You take those five kids and you put them at Howard University. Guess mm-hmm. what? Howard's the powerhouse. House, ESPN comes in. Yep, Nike exactly. comes in. Yep. It's yep. not the school. It's the kid. Right. It's the kids. We have the power to, to decide. Even with this new thing with the name, image, and likeness. Like, okay, now they're telling kids that they can get paid. Right? right. They're going to pass this so-called law. Right. Man, they keep spinning our wheels, man. When We don't sit there. That we're so worried about having the next pro. How about them other – I know some guys that we're really good friends, and I was asking, yo, how long you been doing AU? Oh, I've been doing about 15, 20 years. I'm like, yeah. How many pros you got? None. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have – it ain't that easy. Like, you have none, and that's fine. Right, so right. Why don't, you, why don't you concentrate on something else? Like, the name, image, and likeness. So now Congress – and they got Congress and the Senate trying to – get involved in basketball, football, and they don't know. They don't have a clue what's going on. They think it should be the same way. You get your scholarship, 
That's what's up. Now they're saying, okay, if I do have a name imaging like this, I have a third party that I have to go to to decide where I get my money from. And when I get my money, you're telling me the money I get, I have to spend it back at the school? Right, 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 right. What yeah. job you get and they tell you where to spend your money? Right. And then, and then not even that. Like the name image likeness, they're talking about once you get to school, you can start. You. What about the kids now? Like, we, you know, Mikey Williams, 2.5 yeah. million, million followers on Instagram. He could do something right now. But right I guarantee now. you, even with all this name image likeness stuff, they're going to they're gonna clamp down on that still. They're going to say, right. no, you, can't right. even, you can't even use the name image likeness here because you used it before and now you're not eligible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yep. Like uh, Gary Charles talked to me and said the same thing happened with OJ Mayo. Like he thought he was before they changed the rule. Think about this. Before they changed the rule, a kid like OJ Mayo thought he was going right to the league. So he was taking this and taking that. He's like, oh, I ain't going to college anyway. Now he gets a senior. The rule changes. Now you can't play because you took uh, money or took whatever when that wasn't the plan. And you right. changed the rule on me, and now I get hurt. Now I'm stuck. But right. again, until we and me is is until the AAU coaches and the players understand their 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 value, it's going to continue to be that way. Right. Shout out to Gary Charles and and ABIS um, yes, Advancement in Blacks of Blacks in Sports and Dr. Stroman. Dr. Stroman. Yes. Shout out to all of you. What's your role in that, bro? Um, on the grassroots side, I'm the uh, vice president. So I'm in charge. You know, I'm, uh, Keith Stevens from TakeOver is the president on the grassroots right. side. And then we're working. We're doing a lot of different, uh, like, we have a lot of different jobs where mm. we just try. Because it, it's so much. It's, it's so much to deal with. First, we got to do this voting thing. Right, right. That's the first thing. Like, I, we got to figure this out. That's just a start. Once, once we figure this out, then it's like, where do you start? For me, I think the biggest thing is to try to unify these grassroots coaches. Mm -hmm. And you, you're not. Like, everybody's not going to be woke. Mm -hmm. But it's like the Senate. If I can get 52% of y'all on right. my side then that's enough to start creating some change. And if I get the, you know, the power, the, we say that we'll call it the power five. If I can get the big dogs to understand their value and that we're playing a long game of, you know what I mean, of chess, not right. checkers, then I think it's worth it. But this has always been my passion. Um, I see our value. I know what we could do if, they, if, if everyone understood the value of these players. Mm -hmm. If you understood the value of and, and, and it's frustrating, even like a Zion Williamson, when he goes and blows his his sneaker or whatever, you still play? Yo, I'm not playing. <laughs> right. I'm not playing. You know, and, and it's funny. I, even when I play, like professionally, you got to think about even professionally. So if a player wants to leave a team in New York, right, he's the worst thing ever. Try to leave the Giants, right? Right. Say Odell wanted to leave. Right. right. He's the worst thing ever. But when he's at the end of his career and it's time for them to kick him out, it's like, oh, he was a good one. Right. 
right. You know your value. It's like, come on, man. You got to understand how this game works. That's right. You know? there's, an old, there's an old saying, know thyself. Right. And, it's the, and, and, and that has to be pre preached to the youth early. Know your value. Know who you are as a black man in this society. And know, know why, uh, you know, why they want you. Like, you're a commodity. You're special. So play that long game with it. It's your birthright, man. It's your birthright to make money off your name, image, and likeness. And no one should be able to steal that. So you want to, you want to put a cap on the, the money I make. You want to tell me I can't make money until after my first semester. It's like, at what point do you become a, a what time, what, at what point do you become a college athlete? Once you sign your, once you sign or when you're getting recruited, at what point am I a college athlete? Cause I'm working. I don't care what nobody say. It's work. If you've been there and you've seen it and you know, you are working. You have zero free time, you know? So we got to figure it out. But until we stop chasing you know, I wish I, I, I had, but they gave me a superpower. My superpower would be able to shut down social media. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, that's, I mean, first, first, let me ask you, you know, with, with ABIS, um, you know, with the grassroots coaches, because I look at that part of, of it, like the grassroots, like you're right there, like you've been talking about, like you guys, you have the, you have all this stuff in your hands, like, like nothing happens without, without you guys, really, from the start. So, you know, you, you mentioned you got to get you got to get everybody together, get everybody unified. Do you see that happen? Can you see that happening? Because we, because there, you know, we've been talking. There's real brothers out there like you, Atope and Con Compton. Like these are some, you know, Gary Charles. These are some real brothers with real, you know, strong, smart brothers with ideas. Can this happen? Can you can you get it together? I think we got to hire one of them guys from Google. <laughs> Because that dopamine that they got on social media, I mean, these kids, <laughs> woo! Like, that thing is a monster, man. Yeah. Yo, I think we can get it together, but it's one of those things that I don't think is going to happen overnight. I think we have to slowly build our army. Mm -hmm. Slowly. It ain't going to be, it's going to be slowly and it's going to pick up as long as people are willing to fight that fight mm -hmm. and, and keep it going. And I know the guys with AVIS, I know they're willing. Like, right. I don't, I don't get tired. Right. It's what you want to do every day, you right. know, and I know the guys that are, are a part of it and the, and the women, they ready to fight that fight. They're excited about it every day. So I do believe we can make a change and make a dent. Um, it won't be easy because why would you, why would you give up something when you're so called on top? If the NCAA is winning. Right, right, right. right. You know, they a billion, and we can go on the SATs, AC, they winning right. so why would they then you stop you they're not gonna just give up billions of dollars because we're fighting and putting some letters out there but once these kids say yo i'm done right and mean it it's over but even even the the black college the black coach thing is kind of you're kind of working with what you have already in the system you know what i mean like like even with the system the way it is now there still are, you know, a small number of black of black coaches. Can can that take off sooner than later? I think so. I think it's starting to get some traction. Um, but again, I, it's it's really hard. Where, you know, I did a social experiment where I reached out to a few parents and I said, if a coach offers you your son 
a, a job, right? After four years of college, making a hundred thousand dollars, right? This is gonna blow your mind, right? Would you go to that school? Ninety percent of them said no. They said no because I don't believe that coach believes in my son. Because they don't believe in their minds that the coach believes that their kid can be a pro. Mm. Nine times out of ten, black coaches, that's their that's their line. That's their spiel to black to young black men. You're gonna graduate. You're gonna make. You're gonna get a good job. You're gonna be a good father. You're gonna have a good family. We're gonna make sure when you're done, you hopefully you know you're making six figures in the field that you choose. Right. Right. I don't want that. Where <laughs> some of the other guys are like, I've seen it. I've been in some meetings, and and some of them been like, Yo, you like you really like basketball, right? My kids like, Yeah. It's like, Well, you know. You might be here for one year. You might be here for two. Don't worry about school. You'll probably be a pro. Um, and that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that someone just takes care of the, the academic stuff. And you you probably won't be here very long. I'm like. Right. So, 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 so one is, a, a, is more of a transactional approach, a transactional relationship. And one is a black father saying that, listen, I'm, they, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this for you for the marathon, for the long haul. Like. It's a different approach, and it's a, a whole different approach. So the black coaches get hurt because they care, but they keeping it real. And and the other coaches are winning because they can sell you any kind of dream. And that's and that's why they drive by you. Mm. That's why, because mm. the other ones, are, you know, some most of the coaches they 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 sell you a pipe dream, and then what happens is when it's done. You're back in your neighborhood, and those coaches are know they're not there for you anymore. And then, it, and then you end up back with the grassroots guys where it started. Mm -hmm. Stop, student athletes. Stop in Howard. Stop by Howard, DC. And by the way, the chicken and mumbo sauce in in DC is unbelievable. No, no doubt. No doubt. No, no, you have to. You have to stop by. It's a young man. I'm forgetting his name, but he just committed to Howard. The kid from Cali. Um, uh, one thing's the top. Yeah, McCor. Mm -hmm. So McCor, he was on our, he was on one of our calls, and he was there. And they were, you know, I think he had UCLA and somebody, maybe Kentucky. And he's like, he had to call and say, you know, he wasn't coming. Right. So they asked him, why did you choose Howard? Right. He said, to be honest, he said, I feel like I can make it anywhere, and then I want to get into politics. But he said, to be honest, when I was on my visit, I just felt like I belonged. I didn't feel like a recruit. I didn't have to talk a certain way. I didn't have to walk a certain way. He said, I could just be myself. Mm. Nobody came running up to me. He's like, I just felt home. Mm. He's like, I just felt home. He's like, I didn't even get into the basketball. I just felt, wow, this is how it feels. Because he you knows he's an African kid. He's like, this is how it feels just to be around people that look like me. And, and, and that goes a long way. And there's kids that can make it everywhere, but right. to, not, to not give it a serious look, you know, is not right. We've been conditioned to believe that certain schools are going to get you there. There's a lot of kids that don't get there. And, um, and, right. and the beautiful thing about Howard, as he's a player, he can find a black agent. A, a oh, yeah, yeah. Black agent there. 
uh, 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 somebody that's in the um, business uh, school, black. So, He's in DC. Yeah, so all of that will be right there that looks just like you and stays in your community. And now he wants to give back to his community when, you know, when he's done playing. So he he was, you know, he was one that, st so that's one. You know what I mean? Like, that's one. Mikey's talking about it, you know? Because yeah. you, need, you, need, you need a couple, you know? Even like you know, a school like Howard, you need, you know, it's almost like, you know, we talked about before, the Fab Five type of deal. That, no, would that's, just, that would just shake everything up. That's my dream. That's, that's that nice. is my dream. To mm -hmm. see the top five just go to one and watch, and and they could now what will happen is people won't play them. Yeah, they'll, they'll, make, the, they'll, make, they'll make the tournament, and they'll take them, and they'll take them off the schedule. Then you got to come through them, and now you will see. Now you got the HBCU band rocking, you oh got the goodness. dancers rocking. Now it's like, oh, this is what this is about, right? And like you talked about before, the you know. People talk about the facilities they have. That's how you create facilities. Get getting you know get that money in there. All of a sudden, like you said, ESPN is going to fo follow that. They're not going to let the top five basketball players in the nation go unseen. You know they're, <laughs> they're coming there. They come to you. And, and it's crazy. Did you? I didn't even know that. Like ESPN makes a majority of Duke's schedule. Wow. They make Duke's schedule. Right. I didn't know that either. Wow. So, it, I mean, it's a game that we all trying to play. And I think more of these conversations and, you know, more people, as they say, and, you know, I'd like to quote Dr. Stroman a lot. Like, you know, it's like we want allies and we want people, man, to be honest, allies are cool, but I want you either going to be in the front of me or behind me. Yeah. I don't need nobody on the side of me. No, not right no. now. No, not right now. Clear, clear distinction uh, lines have already been drawn at this time in this hour. So we know what that is. What you got? You know, I know you went into um, guys you got, you know, playing for you right now. Um, our college so guys, our college guys are what we, what's going on. Like we got some, a kid, a Marco Jackson. Um, it's probably one like one of our better young guys that I feel like has a really good chance. Also, really smart student. What year is he? He's year? a sophomore. Okay. okay. He's a sophomore at uh, Academy New Church in uh, PA. Um, and a nice little unit with that. Um, Lewis Hutchison this is a junior out at IMG six seven wing. He's a he'll be a big time kid too. Um, so we we just steady build building that. Um, so that that seventeens next year, depending on what happens, if we continue to play, if we meet, if we have this conversation again, we'll be loaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be loaded. We'll be right right back where we were because at the end of the day, people want to know the truth. Right. You know, after they've been after they've been thrown, you know, a few pair of book a few book bags and a few pair of sneakers. Like I tell the people all the time, them sneakers are gonna run out. Mm-hmm. Your sneakers are going to run out. And then, you, like anything else, just like a tire, you're tired, you're tread run out, you're going to be left on the side of the road. That's the same thing with them free sneakers. Like, you can't play for no sneakers and no bag. Right, right. You know? Um, so we'll we'll be right there, man. And, and um, we enjoy, like, we continue to enjoy recruiting these kids and fighting for these kids. And a lot of times people are like, real, you know, what's up with the EYBL? Why you jump there? Why don't jump there? And I like it. I mean, I'm a basketball guy. I don't care. EYBL, Adidas, it's, it's all basketball. 
but you have to be with the brand that identifies with you for the most part. Under Armour is who I am. Gritty, hardworking, underachiever, work for mine. I don't want you give me an EYBL deal, then I'm I'm never I don't gotta get out the bed. <laughs> right. I don't gotta get out the bed. Right. Yeah, you know, because sure, we already like, do everything else. So that I'm ain't sure, no fun. I'm sure with your level of success with on the arm, I'm sure they've come knocking at your door, Nike. I've had, I've had some conversations. Right. Um but I, I, I really wanted to get back to what it was, grassroots. Right. Forget all this other stuff. And, and, and you know, we can get these kids because we're losing, we honestly losing these babies with this, with the social, with the social media thing, man. We're really losing them. And, and so you think, you, th you think social media is a big, big, big problem? Oh my God. Social media is the devil, man. Like, you can't, because now what happens is you got these fake offers and edits, like, yo, edit of me going to Michigan. Oh, but I'm not going. What does that mean? <laughs> not not committed. It's like, yo, I don't get it. And then you got a lot of favors because, again, a lot of the, I'll say, you know, a lot of black coaches don't give out, like, fake offers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't usually happen, right? So what happens is you get these kids that are not as talented, but they have good relationships through the AAU program or parent, whatever it may be. And then you have a kid that's not as talented. So your ninth man is getting an offer from Iowa State, but your starting point guard got an offer from Wagner. Mm. It's hard to have that conversation with a parent where, yo, he got Iowa State, but it's hard to say to the parent, yo, you know that's not real. Right. So now it starts this, this, this snowball effect of calling all these fake offers. So everybody, nobody has anything that's real because everything's fake. Break that down a little bit because, yeah, what do you mean it's not real? Because, you know, when I see them all the time too. Social media, so-and-so got offered, so-and-so got offered. So that's not real. It's not real because there's no way to validate that offer. Like, there's no way to validate. So if a coach, a lot of times these coaches and these kids, because they want to edit with all the, the, the logos. So a lot of times what the kids do, if they get a call from the school, they they'll put off as an offer. Mm, right. Or a letter. Right. Or a letter. It's no more. So there's no way to legitimize that offer where the NCA should, it actually should be like, yo, you get a written letter from that school that we have offered you a scholarship. That makes it more legit. And even, and even then, they could take it back. Like, even, even in, oh, what is the offer anyway? They could take it back tomorrow. Right. I, you know how many coaches I call and be like, yo, did you offer someone, you know, so-and-so? They'd be like, I don't know. I think. <laughs> yo, they'd be like, yo, real, we just offer everybody. Like, we, I think we gave out 25 of them right. a day. That's right. a recruiting tool, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just because if, if one, team in your, one team in your league offers, Right. Then you got to offer, because right. especially if it's local, like, so if you were from New York and, you know, I don't know, Biggie's, uh, what's, the, what's the team? St. John's, you got St. John's, but what's the one way out of Omaha? Creighton. Oh, and so if Creighton offer you, oh, but St. John's they offer you, now St. John's got to offer you, but they don't know that Creighton really didn't offer you. <laughs> now you got to, it's like, 
So it's a, it's a real smoke and mirror game going it's on. It's smoke and mirror, and then you got to edit. Now it seems real, because now you got kids on your team. Like, yo, how he get an offer? He ain't that good. And, but he put an edit on the gram. And it's like, wait, but it ain't real. Like, but, all right, I'm going to call him and get you one, too. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's right. crazy. And all I do is tell the kids, and the parents get mad with me. You, I tell kids, parents, kids, listen, you don't have to play here. You leaving us will not affect my life. Right. But I'm going to tell you the truth. All I tell them, they talk, you know, edits, offers. I, all I do is say, my, they, any of my parents, yo, chase the work. Mm-hmm. That's all I want you chasing. Chase the work. Stay in the gym. Work mm-hmm. on your craft. Because when those lights come on, the cream is going to rise. Always. You, think that if you can't hide when them lights come on. Always, when the popcorn pops, you better be ready. Yo, I had a I had a, a kid call me a parent called me one time. I told her son the same thing. Long about ten years ago, God bless her. So Lisa Man, her son Jared Man played the top fifty. Smart kid went to Stanford. She was so worried about the the rank. I said, Yo, he need to learn how to shoot. Learn how to shoot, <laughs> like yeah, he's not learn to shoot. She called me crying one night. She said, Terrell, I'm watching my son against Kentucky. He can't make a free throw. <laughs> she was like, yo, he on the line. She's like, yo, he can't shoot. I said, yo, but he top 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wanted. You thought he top 50. Right, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I've been, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, and I try, and I, I my kids, I get in trouble because I never really tell my kids on what level I played. Like, to be honest, my ex, my ex-agent, who I'm really good friends with, called me one day and said, Terrell, do you realize you you were voted the best player to ever play in the country of England? Ever. Ever. And, and then I tell him, and I joke, and I'm like, yo, you look at my stats, like, I shot 61% from the three in Europe. 61! Off the dribble. Like, so I'm not going to lie to you about how this thing is done. Right. Like you gotta chase the work. You gotta be able to perform when them lights on. And I t- now the new thing is: Do you want a blue check or do you want a real check? Right. Cause that's all they talk to you. Yo, coach, can I get the blue? I'm, I need the blue check on the gram. <laughs> I'm verified. I'm verified. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Right, right, right. Yo, oh, I need the blue man. check. Yo, so and so got the blue check. I'm like, yo, I can't, man. <laughs> verified, verified used to be on the court. Right. Nah, no, no, you got to get the blue check now. Right, right. Because now, yo, it's so crazy. That's how you get a girl nowadays with the young people. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's, I'm telling you, man. The, girl, the chick don't even have to see you play now, right? You check. know, when you go to the party, you ask for the young, what's your IG? You say her IG, she give you the IG. Once your IG come up blue, Oh, it's a you, rap. You, it's a rap. You golden. You golden. You golden. <laughs> wow. Yo, I would have like, wanted the check, too. <laughs> I, yo, I get it. Yo, I get the check, but here's my thing. Eventually, she going to know you can't play. So, <laughs> right. right. She going to leave you anyway, regardless. Anyway. <laughs> Make sure she does not come to your game when the world <laughs> just keep, playing. Just let her keep seeing your ball is life fake videos. <laughs> Yo, 
Yo, Terrell, Terrell Myers, man. Uh, I know you gotta get out of here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, kinda, I didn't know you, you this got, was gonna turn into a comedy show. Word up, we got we, we gotta have you back on. Yeah. Word up, we gotta have you back on soon. Yeah, anytime, yeah. man. I appreciate y'all. It was good. Just let me know when, man. Yeah, once we can bring things together. With you one day, man. Yeah, once we get once we get this together, yeah, you know, my yeah. college kids, and I, I gotta get them up real quick. I like to give them a plug. We got a kid, uh, Bones, not not Sean Highland. Not Sean. They call, they call him Busy Bones. He's a bad dude. All right. Check. I was looking for him. Where year, where year is he? IG. What's his What's his IG? Oh, you you. Oh, he popular on IG. <laughs> okay. I, if you put if you put busy, busy. If you put busy. Like they got him. Some people got him as a top ten pick. Oh, he gets busy. Oh, okay. he, he's a brand dude. So and he has we, a brand new check. Oh no, he and he deserves it. No doubt. He's a he's a mixture of, and there's no exaggeration. Jamal Crawford. Mm. And probably shoots it not as deep, but Trey Young. Mm. Oh. Wow. How tall is six he? Four, six four. Okay. No, yeah. you gotta check him out. <laughs> Say no more. And then we got the kid Isaiah Wong also on the board. He's a sophomore. Right. He's a he's, you know, Miami, he's, right? he's at Miami. So okay. we got some kids and then Eric kid Eric Ayala. So we got some guys. They'll be fun to have. And then you just let me, especially as that time comes around. Yeah, um, I can probably get those guys on, and 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 you would love to talk. They're fun. Yeah, You'd love to yeah. talk to those guys, and then later on, I can get the younger guys. No, yeah, we will even bring your high school guys on. No problem. Yeah, just let me know when, man. Okay, my man. All right, man. All right. Terrell, Terrell, Terrell Myers, founder, CEO of the We Are One Grassroots Basketball Program, doing his thing. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Y'all yes, take sir. care. All right. All right. That was great stuff. Terrell Myers doing his thing. We are one grassroots basketball program. You know, been around for a minute. Um, you know, he gave us he gave us some some guys to look out for. So, you know, Khalid, I'm sure you'll be on that ASAP. Yeah, I'll be on that ASAP. I got to give a shout out to my other guys in Delaware. My man Kerry, who used to scout with the Charlotte Bobcats, and my boy Dwayne Coverdale, who was the who ran slam dunk to the beach. Those are my guys in Delaware. All right. When I, when I come, when I go to Delaware, they tell me where to eat and where to buy, where outlet to hit up. So all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I got to, I got to check out Delaware one day. I'll, I'll only drive through Delaware. I don't think I've ever been in there. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. But uh, hope you, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, definitely keep listening. Uh, go to Apple Podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, give us five stars, review the podcast. Uh, tell you can you know, leave comments. Tell us tell us who you want to hear from, what else you would like to hear about, what 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 sports you want to hear, who's up next in all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on so- social media at up next pod on Instagram and at up next underscore pod on Twitter. Yes, uh, I want to give a personal shout out to my nephew Lasana, who's the manager of hashtag Joe Cash. Mm. who gave us the nice hip-hop flavor intro for our Up Next podcast, man. So shout out to Joe and, and, that, hit, and that hit that you, that's going to be a hit. Hashtag Joe Cash, man. That's a hit, baby. All right. Yeah, the All intro right. And, and outro. So you probably, yeah, that's, what you're, and outro that's what you're listening to right now. Yep. 
pick, you know, cop that if it's out. Cop his stuff if it's out. Yeah, first take, you in trouble, baby. We got our own over here. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so until until next week, uh, you know, we'll keep providing you with the, with the, good, the good content and all that, uh, telling you who's next. Um, and we'll be next. Uh, next week at the latest. We got like as always. We got a lot of stuff, man. We got a lot of a lot of stuff in the bag. Yep. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player, ain't no watching from the side. Picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Said you got up next, but gon' show 'em why. One, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally for he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check.